Welcome to the Stroy Ugly Radio. Where have we been? Where have we been? I don't know. Where have we been? Well, we decided to just need a bit of a, a freshen up. It's a bit of a change. We need to go out and experience life and, and just come back to it with a fresh approach and a new attitude. Where did you go? Um, <laughs> I've been all over the world. I went to India. I found myself. Yeah. I centered my chi. Uh, if that's what they do in India. That's what I did. Yeah. Uh, what, what about yourself? Nothing. Stayed at home. Stayed Cried. Home. Yeah. It's about it, to be yeah. honest. Wanked into your pillow. <laughs> that pillow's seen some action. Yeah. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> anyway, this week we have got a review of Weezer's Teal album. We've also got recommends at the end and shite lyrics. But right now, it is the news. And now, the news with your hosts, Shorty Dagnall and Tom Merrick. A question we've all been asking this week, Merritt, is can shoes be racist? Well, indeed. And I've never really thought about it too hard. But in recent weeks, Katy Perry's donned some racist shoes. Now, these these shoes, I've seen them. Did she don them personally? I don't think she did. Well, she may not have, but she's created racist shoes for other people. Yes. That's the important thing to take away from this. Uh, The racist shoes look kind of like blackface. They really do. Basically. I mean, when I say kind of like, they look like blackface. Yeah, it's like do. you're wearing a blackface on your feet. Yep. Yeah. This goes, actually, there's been a trend of things like this recently. Um, Gucci recently got uh, in the news for releasing a balaclava that's built into a jumper that has big red lips and sort of makes you look sort of like you're half blackfacing. Yep. I've I don't know. It. I don't know what the, the, the deal is with this, but yeah, Katy Perry. She's got racist shoes. Racist shoes. Yep. There you go. It's kind of ridiculous, really. She says that she is saddened that her design was compared with painful images of blackface by critics online. Uh, They've all been removed from the shelves. And she says that they were envisioned as a nod to modern art and surrealism. (laughs) Well, apparently they came in like eight different colours. And there were a lot. This was just one, one design of them that happened to be very unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a bad design though. The it, shoes are possibly the weirdest looking things to ever grace us. They look shite. I mean, <laughs> they look shite. It's basically a pair of eyes, a nose, and some big red lips, but on your shoes. On your shoes, yeah. They look yeah. stupid. Uh, Katy Perry also came out and said our intention was never to, to inflict any pain, which is good for a shoe brand. Yeah, but you don't want pain from your. You shoes. don't want mental pain from your shoes. You, you don't. don't. <laughs> you definitely don't. Want mental pain. <laughs> Um, however, there's been a bit of uh, controversy here. Fashion designer Cyril Patel thinks that fashion companies such as Katy Perry, or she's houses, not, whatever you want to call it. She's not a company. Brands. Brands. Uh, are doing it on purpose to spark controversy. More sensitive subjects are likely to be shared wider. Off the back of that, they're going to get more traffic to their website and more sales. So basically, we're doing her a favour. Yeah, yeah. And that is the, the big problem with this. Yeah. And it is true in this day and age is that we are creating these controversies to get people to click more yeah so you're gonna say something racist on this podcast so (laughs) that's what you're saying later on (laughs) stay tuned stay tuned for the racism (laughs) yeah Yeah, i i I mean that's i think they have a point you'd have to be absolutely insane not to look at that and think this possibly might cause somebody a problem, especially in light of you know a lot of similar events happening recently. I don't know how it slipped through the net because you see the picture of it, and the photographer who may have taken the picture or the website who then put up the picture. Surely someone in that chain of events must have gone. Hang on a minute, that is an odd, odd image. 
Yeah. Okay. That looks wrong. It does look a bit wrong. And if you see the photo of it, it's hard not to... You know, it's pretty easy to see that it, it looks like blackface. Does Katie Perry care? Um, she's saddened. Saddened? <laughs> what does that mean? What well, does saddened she's, mean? She's become sad. But she hasn't, has she? Probably not. No. I think there was another news story about her. Did she get married this week or something? I have no idea. Some shit. You tell me. I, well, I, I think I saw an article where she was getting married this week. Probably to try and deflect this, maybe. Who's she like, getting married to? Fuck knows. Some Some bloke. Some, some bloke I don't know it's a bit traditional isn't it well it's very traditional but yeah. you know I don't make the rules yeah only God does <laughs> <laughs> oh. controversy point yeah. number one number one <laughs> uh, on another shoe news this week Led Zeppelin have teamed up with Vans to create a uh, sort of t-shirts and shoes created on their album covers sorry they've they've done what Led Zeppelin yeah. have teamed up with Vans, right. the shoe company, yeah, yeah. to create unique T-shirts and shoes uh, with their album covers. Mm. So basically, they've just sold the image rights to their album covers to Vans. That's exactly what's going to happen. Right. But it's good footwear to walk up the stairway to heaven. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. That's the best joke you get out of me. Yeah, it's nice. I like it. It's yeah, very thank good. you very much. My first news story is that the Rolling Stones' Keith Richards says kicking heroin is easier than quitting smoking, which, you know, I totally agree with. <laughs> well, I'm sure he's right. I mean, he, if you take heroin for the amount of years that he smoked, which is probably about 70, yeah. then you'd already be dead, right? You'd probably be dead already. Like, there's no way you can do heroin for that long consistently. <laughs> So, like, you got to kick it fairly quickly. Yeah. Whereas cigarettes, you know, they're only going to kill you real slow. So, kicking that, there's a lot less impetus to kick it. Yeah, okay. I didn't think about it that way. I only put this news <laughs> article in so I could go, like, have that, Dad. Take that, Mum. <laughs> I didn't even start Stop. taking heroin. Yeah. I didn't even, you know, you want me to give up cigarettes? I've never done heroin. Yeah. Yeah. He came up with a, a little uh, quote which says, uh, Quitting heroin is like hell, but it's a short hell. Cigarettes are always there. They're your friends. And they've always done it. I just want to pick them up, light them, and smoke without thinking about it. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah smoking in a nutshell. That is really. smoking in a nutshell. Yeah. Waiting for a bus, smoke. Yeah. You know, five minutes doing nothing, have a smoke. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favourite cigarette? My favourite... Well, I've recently semi-quit smoking cigarettes. What was your favourite cigarette? Um, it's with, with drinks. That's the, that's the entire reason that no, quitting no. cigarettes is difficult for me. Don't say no. Well, I'll give you my personal experience. That is true, but... but no, no, your but, experience but, is wrong. No, well, totally, yeah. <laughs> with, with, a, with a pint, yes, it is one of the most fantabulous cigarettes, but mm. you do chain-smoke them quite a lot when you've got a beer in your hand. Yeah, because the beer is smooth... The cigarette is rough. You know, you ruffle your throat with a cigarette and you smooth it down with the beer. You repeat the process and it's thoroughly enjoyable. It is very enjoyable. I find that I can not smoke when I'm not drinking very, very easily. But as soon as I start drinking, I just want to smoke. It's just hand in hand, isn't it? Just got to smoke. Yeah. This week is sponsored by Marlboro. (laughs) (laughs) I love the uh, post-food cigarette. Really? Yeah, finished a big meal. You're like, oh, I'm really full. I'm going to have a cigarette. You don't like the flavour to linger of the food you've eaten? You, you give it five minutes. 
and then you go right it's oh, time it's time yeah. yeah time to roll up a terrible rolly <laughs> go outside and yeah, smoke the pouring rain <laughs> the pouring S- rain smoke by yourself because all your friends have given up yeah, yeah yeah actually probably it's not the best cigarette no mine is the the, the beer yeah the you've beer got one. it you've got it it's gotta be uh, my next one is Lady Gaga fixes mistake on musical tattoo she got after too many tequilas. Um, now, this isn't that exciting of a story, I have to say, but it leads somewhere good. Jesus, this is our first episode after months back. It leads somewhere good. Okay, okay. Give so, me the boring stuff. Yeah, so Gaga has told fans how she had to have a recent tattoo changed. It's a musical stave that was missing the fifth line. So <laughs> Was it, like, a really important? She only had the four lines. Okay. Uh, and she spelled Gaga in notes, G-A-G-A, right? Um, but yeah, she missed out the fifth line. She said it happened while she was drunk and she didn't instruct the tattooist correctly. Uh, obviously, posting it online, everyone immediately went, You're an idiot, you're a fucking idiot. You're a fucking idiot. So uh, yeah, so she's changed it now and added a line underneath it. Not that exciting easy in itself. Easy fix. Easy fix. Easy fix. Easy fix. Not such an easy fix. And far more entertainingly, Ariana Grande recently was mocked for having a Japanese tattoo. Uh, she posted a now-deleted photo of the body art on Instagram before fans pointed out the error. Basically, she intended to have seven rings, as in the words seven, seven rings. rings. Not actually seven rings not on the seven, back. Not like the Olympics or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> on her hand to promote her new uh, single. Ended up being... What's a new sh- single called? Seven rings. Oh, okay, original. Yeah, yeah. Um, it actually translated to shichirin, which means a small charcoal grill. <laughs> <laughs> which is even better. <laughs> which is way better. Way better. Uh, she should rename her single Small Charcoal Grill. And then... <laughs> Sing about small charcoal grills. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's fine. There's yeah, completely. Just do that. Easier to change the name of the song. But um, basically, she said she couldn't hack the pain of having it altered. However, after such backlash from Twitter and Instagram... Of course, this is what happens with Twitter and Instagram, she, as we'll find out later. She ended up getting it changed. Um, she Well, she got it fixed, in inverted commas, so it now reads something like Japanese barbecue finger. Which <laughs> <laughs> is exactly what you want tattooed on your hand. And you think that celebrities would be immune to the... I went to a fucking tattooist and got... Like, life is hell tattooed when I thought I was getting I Love Cats, like, in fucking Chinese. Yeah, my mate, my mate Paddy, who got, um, you know, Be Who You Are on his chest in right. Latin. It turned out to be You Are What You Is. You, know? <laughs> you are what you is. You are what you is. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and there's just so many examples out there of, like, terrible tattoos in foreign languages. You know, you think celebrities would, like, check it out. Just get it, just get it written in your language, you know? Yeah. Just do that, like... If I go over to China and I've got an English tattoo, they're all going to be like, oh, fucking hell, look at that. Maybe that's what they do over there. Yeah. They've got really bad English. It's really shit English. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Finger well, looking good. Judging by, you know, what the things you see on social media about, you know, Chinese uh, T-shirts and stuff that yeah, say, yeah. like, eat shit, magical Jesus and <laughs> stuff like that then, you know, it probably is pretty accurate. That is my next tattoo, eat yeah. shit, magical Jesus. Yeah. 
in that's Chinese. That's my band name. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good one. Uh, also this week in tattoo news is that there was a a, a rock singer, I want to say. A rock singer? A rock singer. Ooh. Called Kelsey Carter. I've never heard of her. Have you? No. No. But this week, uh, well, actually two weeks ago, she made the news by getting a tattoo of Harry Styles on her face. Oh, okay. Yeah, I saw that. You yeah. did see that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know her name, but I saw the pictures. Well, surprisingly, like Katy Perry's shoes, it turned out to be a PR stunt, and it was just drawn on. It was indeed, yeah. but they actually made her up with makeup and stuff to make it look like it was swollen, oh, to make it okay. look like she just had the tattoo to make it slightly more. Yeah, and obviously Twitter reacted as Twitter reacts, Yes, what it does, you know, and everyone's like, oh, you're fucking idiot, go fucking Harry Styles, and then she's like, hey, fuck off, and her new single's going to be about Harry Styles, apparently, and this is the whole... Yeah, she did actually say in the, I read a bit of about her, I didn't remember her name, but she went on to say how Harry Styles was such a great influence on her, and he released such an amazing album that um, that's why she did it. Is she mental? I think she might be I think mental. she might have lost. She's from New Zealand. Okay. I uh, don't want to say anything about our New Zealand fans, because we've got a large fan base out there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, huge. But, come on. Yeah. Like, come on. Who can be fucking inspired by Harry Styles? Uh, it's a good question, man. One that I don't have an answer to. Well, she is, obviously. But in the article I read, it said she was a rock singer. So I want... Uh... She described Harry Styles' album as rock. Oh, you're joking me. No, I'm not. I haven't listened to Harry Styles' album, but I'm guaranteeing you and our listeners it's not rock. Yeah, it's not and it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Both indeed. I'm going to move on. Both indeed. Both indeed. You're bringing the double indeed. <laughs> bringing them all in. That's why everybody's missed. They've missed the indeed. Yeah. I know they have. Indeed they have. <laughs> I'm going to move on to uh, one man's crusade to get a statue of Easy e in small Sussex town. Uh, why? Well, you may ask why, and I will go into that. <laughs> but I've got a bit of bit of stuff to go through before we get into you the got some why. background bumps. Got some little bits, you know. Um, well... He came out himself and said that Easy e is just a legend. Right, it's the yeah. first thing that he came out and said. Yeah. That's his reason why. There's no other reason. Yeah. But we know that council officers are not going to go in for this. But why this small Sussex town? There's absolutely no reason. He's ne- really. never been there. He's never mentioned it. Oh, Easy e has never been to Newport, ever. Is that what it is, Newport? Newport. There's too many Newports is in the UK. Newport? New sh- New Haven, New Haven. Well, that's a different place entirely. It is, yeah. Sorry to Newport fans. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Newport in Wales. New well, Haven. there's a Newport in Wales and there's Newport in uh, Cornwall as well. Oh shit, man! Fucking yeah. sort this out. Stop, stop making it's new. It's a places. lack of imagination when you're. You've, what should we call our town that's by the sea? Newport. <laughs> Rolls right off the tongue. Well, according to Brighton-based newspaper, Guy Stevens has been petitioning the council to immortalise his hip-hop hero. Uh, He said it would just bring uh, the town some interest. It certainly would. I think he's got a point. I mean, you know, just as much as a statue of Barley the Dinosaur would. I mean, why why easy E? I don't think I've got an answer to that. No, like, he, he just likes like, Easy E, obviously. Yeah, I think he just likes Easy E. Uh, he said that it, I think it would be unique, it would stand out, it would be eccentric. That, that, that is true. Yeah. It's hard to deny him on that point. Yeah, of course, yeah. He also continued and said, 90s gangster rap is basically the greatest music anyway. 
Uh, certainly a debatable point. Yeah, that's more debatable. That's more debatable. Yeah. Uh, he followed that up by saying, also he died of AIDS, uh, so on a more personal level, it could raise awareness of sexual health. Well, that's clutching at straws. Yeah, really... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he then went on, even weirder, to say he needs to be remembered in some way in our town. We have nothing going for us, no notable landmarks other than a fort. Oh, okay. The fort does sound pretty good, though. That does it. Tell me about it. I don't know much about it, but that's all I know about it. It's just like forts. Come on, it's a fort. Okay, yeah, great. Do you not like going to forts? I guess it depends on the condition and the era the fort is from. I mean, if it was just erected recently, I'm not that thrilled about it. Well, it's not going to be erected recently. When we, when was the last time a fort was erected? I have no idea. <laughs> That's not going to be, you know, when was the last time we battled? I have no idea. That doesn't mean you can't erect a fort. Is it not? No. Okay. Well, okay. So, cool. <laughs> in other news, Ed Sheeran is erecting a fort on his land. <laughs> yeah. But the council have come in and said no. Um, Too many lizards. To be honest, he's created this online poll as well uh, against the council in his local area, and it's actually sixty forty in favour of the Easy E Memorial. It's, really? Yeah. Oh, I hope they go ahead with it. I, I really do. Yeah. Uh, New Haven's uh, deputy mayor said that I've lived in New Haven and I've never heard of him, not even a clue. I'm seventy two years old, and I'm more of a Beatles fan than anything. Um, Maybe they'll get a Beatles statue instead. That's what that's what he came out and said. He said, "If I had my way, I'd have Beatles statues all around this town." <laughs> everywhere everywhere all around the town Stevens then retorted by saying the Beatles suck nice yeah yeah. he's got it going on it's good to have a mature attitude <laughs> debating what it's he just he's such a troll this guy yeah but he's got a point it's a New Haven place sounds boring it's got a fort nothing else needs an easy statue I think he would bring in tourists you know do you I actually do for a very short Time for oh, like a week, <laughs> like, <laughs> like literally a week. But definitely gener- wouldn't generate the amount. All right, of all right. You're you're on a, a holiday down in Sussex for some reason, <laughs> and you're slightly passing uh, New Haven. Slightly, slightly. Mm. You know, you're okay. You're twenty miles away from New Haven. Yeah. Right. You're in your car. Mm-hmm. You're thinking, should I just uh, just pass by? Nip over. Nip over. Check out the Easy E. Check out the Easy E. Maybe pick up a sandwich from a local shop. Yeah. Therefore, adding to the economy. Definitely. Yeah. You would be in that. Maybe if it was like the size of the Angel of the North. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> now you're fucking talking. This guy, uh, Guy Stevens, he needs to step up his game. Yeah. I want it like huge. Oh, like, <laughs> like bigger. Yeah, bigger. Bigger. I don't want just a normal human sized statue. It needs to be bigger. I think it needs to be the biggest statue in the UK. Mm. Just, now now just you're the, talking, that would bring people in. I think they should demolish the town yeah. and just put up the statue. Yeah, they can and all the, live inside it. Yeah, the residents can live inside it and his eyes would light up at night. And yeah, stuff. That'd be pretty fucking cool. Yeah, they would randomly shout lyrics. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, a local resident uh, responding to the online campaign wrote, he might be a legend, but no one I know has ever heard of him. Which is a great reason not to put up a statue. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, if someone's not from where you are, it's weird to put up a statue of them. And he's never been there. Yeah. He has no connection. Yeah, having no connection to a place. But I think that makes it better. In today's uh, random world, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, it's a proper random world thing. Yeah. Where anything can happen. Mm. And it should happen. Us at Destroyed Radio, I'm saying, I'm supporting. Are we getting behind the campaign? I'm getting behind it. All right, fair enough. Uh, give your um, support to Guy Stevens and his uh, Easy E statue. In other news this week, there's been a Black Sabbath bench reveal. 
a Black Sabbath bench reveal. I know. Could in think... New Haven? No, no, sadly not in New Haven. <laughs> okay. This was of a statue news that I forgot to go into, but it's, <sighs> it's, it's uh, yeah, uh, a bench that has been revealed in Birmingham. The mm-hmm. bench was created by Egyptian artist Tariq Ibidilebeh. Ah, my God. I'm never going to be able to say this. Is it that hard? Tariq Elbidakwaki. He incorporated the images of four original members. And Isn't com- that Abdel Kawi? There you go, Abdel Kawi. It's oh. not that hard to read. Just read the letters in the order that they are on the screen. I tried, but I'm dyslexic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing out the old dyslexia. Well, again. you know... It sounded it, like you were being racist. <laughs> Maybe it was, listeners. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't. But anyway, this Egyptian uh, has, has come up with this... Uh, bench uh, which can, has uh, the four original members on their faces right in, in in the bench carved into it carved into it geezer aussie tony bill and it says made in birmingham 1968 it's placed under the newly renamed black sabbath bridge over the canal on broad street i in don't know birmingham, is that in birmingham right okay. i don't know why they've named a bridge and a bench i like that I like it. Double it up. You know what I liked about it? The first of all, when I read the headline, which said there, Black Sabbath bench unveiled, unveiled, yeah. was I imagined it just like a normal park bench. But I was very upset when I found out it was like a special carved Why thing. did that upset you? Because I just wanted to be really English. Like, like completely English. Can you plug your headphones into it and listen to Black Sabbath songs? How many musicians have benches? Uh, probably quite a lot, but I know the Ian Jury one I saw in the news years ago. And you can uh, plug your headphones in and listen to his major hits. Uh, Tommy Iommi came out uh, for the unveiling. Did he sit on the bench? He did sit on the bench. Uh, Badass. He also said, I think it's absolutely great. I was wondering what it was going to look like, but it's really fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) That's quite a review. It sounds like he was a bit worried. Like he was a bit like, oh shit. Well, with the spate of terrible um, likenesses carved into things recently, like uh, Ronaldo and Salah, other sort of statues... Mainly footballers. Mainly footballers, but yeah, but you know, it's easy to do it terribly. That's what I'm saying. Iommi later went on to be pictured on the bench uh, with his uh, on his Twitter on his Twitter feed, and mm. he'd put a "What a fantastic day at the Black Sabbath bench unveiling! <laughs> it was so nice to see the wonderful turnout from all over the world. Thank you so much for coming out and supporting this wonderful event. Really fantastic! Wow! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it would have been interesting to. Um, speak to Tony in the 70s and say, you know, 50 years from now, you're going to be real hyped about the opening of a bench with your band name on it. How do you feel about that? And just see what sort of reaction you get. It is a definite possibility. Because he sounds real pumped. Oh, he's so pumped. Like, like the quotes are, are huge. Yeah. And the pictures, he looks really happy like making the albums and selling the music you know I was, I was lost it was all sort of pointless and now I'm here and we've got this bench, bench. and it's all just come together and it was all worth it <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, yeah I think that's that's what he's gone for he's not even that excited about the fact that they've got a bridge named after them. no no the bridge well maybe the bridge when you drive over it just quickly like uh, wobbles your car wheels so yeah, your suspension plays paranoid <laughs> dead quickly how would that work well there are musical roads in America have you not heard about this no I haven't please well, tell you, me you have to go over the roads at a certain speed right and the bumps in the road make your car vibrate in such a way that it plays a song 
Oh, that's incredible. Yeah, true story. What songs are there? I do not know. I know I haven't done the research on this. Obviously. We'll do it for next week. But Yeah, look yeah. into that. That sounds apeshit. Uh, back to the bench, though. Uh, yeah, it's sorry. Excited bench sorry. news. Yeah, yeah. Is it... Uh, to, to deter would-be thieves is that I've heard that the bench is going to be made out of really heavy metal. <laughs> and this is why we took that podcast break. <laughs> oh, let's review an album, eh? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, it's the worst joke I've ever written. Oh, I've got some beef. Beef. Big beef. 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 Finish the beef. 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 Bad beef. 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 Handle the beef. This week, we reviewed Weezer's Teal album, 10 songs and 36 minutes long. An album of covers that seemingly was an idea born on Twitter. Uh, basically, the fans uh, asked Weezer to cover Toto's Africa, because, you know, that song's, like, so random and so good. And it's, like, the best song that's ever been released in, like, 30 years or something. <laughs> mm. Which is what I expect their fans to have said. Yeah. Really. Longer than 30 um, years, actually. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, those people, most people who download their fucking personalities from memes and live with their parents. Uh, so the wow, judgmental fucking this podcast. Well, the fucking, I fucking, right, one thing I hate, right, <laughs> is the fucking Toto's Africa. Right? I hate it. Why? I hate it. I hate it's it. Classic. Gym. No, it's not. It's in the same fucking vein as fucking "Don't Stop Believing." It's a song that's so fucking bad and should Classic. have been forgotten about so fucking long Classic ago. Classic songs. No. No. Yeah. No. Do <laughs> yeah. not even fucking jive me on this, you fucking cunt. What are you on about? They're they're awful, awful, and they're for people. They're for bellends, basically. Are they? Yeah, totally. If you like Toto's Africa. Or you like don't stop believing? Fuck off! Stop listening to this podcast. Really? Yeah, that's in- insane. I find that incredible. Okay, you tell me your opinions on these two songs. Well, I mean, Toto's Africa. Yeah, the original I'm talking about now, not the uh, any covers that might be. Okay. Yeah. Fabulous. Yeah. Fabulous song. Tell me what you like about it. Um, I like the uh, the lyrics. Can you give me a lyric from it? Uh, f- I felt the rain down in Africa. I blessed the rain down in Africa. I felt it. You might you might bless it. Well, I'm religious nowadays. Um, no, I see what you're saying. Uh, don't stop believing, though. I mean, come on. No. No. It's at the end of the fucking Sopranos. No. It's, at the, it's on the finale of the Sopranos. No. That's why it's good. Okay. If you so have what? you seen the finale of the Sopranos? I've never watched the Sopranos. Well, you should. It's I don't even the... know what a soprano is. Well, that's... apart from a singer. Yeah. There but, we go. Okay. Well, it's on the end of the Sopranos, and it's uh, surprisingly works very well. That's fine. But yeah. don't fucking pump it into my ears every time I'm out in a shitty club. I don't. You do. <laughs> you fucking MP3 player. I don't. Stick it in my ears. I I actually have to listen to Toto and um, don't stop believing. Journey. Almost every day at work at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. We're on magic. How um, does that take? How, how, how does how does that find you? They're actually um, far superior to a lot of the songs that play. <laughs> 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 uh, I mean, I don't want to hear Careless Whisper anymore. You know. Oh, that's Axola though. <laughs> See. Oh. Yeah. Some people are a careless whisper man. Some people uh, don't stop believing. Okay, well, maybe I just don't get it. And people think... I think it's just one of those things that people are like, oh, this is so random. We've gone the wrong way. Let's get back to this. Okay, so the Teal (laughs) album was born. uh, Sort of showing the sort of 
creative capabilities that Weezer have to name albums. They started up with the Blue Album, great album. Fucked it up with Pinkerton. Then went, with, oh shit, quick Green Album. Was See? the Blue Album a great album? No, no, not when you listen back. No, I think at the time uh, it was it was all right. Was it? Buddy Holly's a good track. Uh, Sweater Song's all right. Uh, the one about being a rock band in a garage, probably not so much. I don't remember any of it. Well, I remember the famous ones, but. Well, anyway, we've got ten songs, ten covers. Ten it covers. It is a cover album, mainly consistent that pandas sort of that generation that I'm talking about. They mm-hmm. sort of do cover those songs uh, that I'm talking about, like uh, Aha's Take on Me, ELO's Mr. Blue Sky, and surprisingly, No Scrubs by TLC. Yeah. Uh, and they stay very true to the originals. My first question to you, Merritt, apart from the other questions that I asked beforehand, is: Is this a bad night in Woody's karaoke bar? The answer can only be yes. Uh, it's this album really is very strange. I mean, you've got ten songs here; they're covered in true wedding band style. It, as in, I mean, they're totally faithful to the original. They just don't have the same vocals that you remember. The backing tracks may as well not exist. Uh, they you know, may as well be the original backing track with a new singer, and I don't really understand what the point in that is. If you're a famous band and you're covering other bands' stuff. The idea is to put your version on it, your imprint on it, your personality on it to make it a new version that people are going to want to listen to. Not to just cover it straight as possible so it's essentially the same song. I mean, the ones that you mentioned, like Take On Me, Africa, um, Uh, for starters. No Scrubs. Well, No Scrubs a little bit less, I'd say, because that's got guitar in it where the original didn't. But not as far as you would like. But for Take On Me, it's just, it may as well be the original version. Take Take On Me is the one where, when I was listening to it, because I had it on now, I've had, I played it twice, and I was uh, cooking last night, and I had it on, and halfway through Take On Me, I actually just thought I was listening to it, uh-huh. Yeah, you may as well have been. Yeah. And, like, they've made the backing track identical. It could actually be... Just the same backing track. Or a karaoke version but of the not, backing though, track. It's, but it's not the same backing track, because there's... Something that's always slightly off with their backing tracks. Yeah, it's slightly so, lacking. Slightly lacking, yeah. which makes you feel like you are in a karaoke bar where instead of like you know having the actual backing track of the song, it's like yeah, because just slightly worse because they've brought it up to date. And whereas the originals that you're talking, if they're from the '80s or the '70s or whatever, they had the character of the time where they've stripped that character out by making it modern. Yeah, and because they've not added any whatever weaserness might be to the songs instead of like making it like it had been a weaser song they just made it like uh, they'd recorded a, a cover version of the original i don't it's, like, it's, it's completely confuses it, me as the point of its existence yeah it's very hard to explain they might as well have released uh, like a what's it called like a mixtape you know what i mean just right. release a compilation of songs that you like and just put the originals on it and say, like, well, fans, this is what we like. Yeah. You know? Here's the Weezer vocalist singing over your favourite 80s hits. <laughs> like, that's basically what it is. <coughs> and yeah. I don't understand the point of it. <coughs> I, don't, I don't understand the point of it. But the point that I thought was, is this a really well-thought-out cash cow? Yes. Uh, have, we, <laughs> have Weezer moneyballed this album? Well, totally. Because, for starters, Africa became their biggest and most successful hit of all time. It got the highest in the charts that they'd ever gone. Uh, probably, I don't know how if it made them the most money or not, because the way that mm, you know streams work in that these days, I, I, I can guess on that. But 
Essentially, yeah, I think that is what they've done. They've they've looked at Africa and they've gone, we covered it straight as possible, released it, and it got very successful. Let's repeat that. Yeah, ten times. Yeah, ad nauseum. Yeah. Um, the thing about it is, is that every track that's on here is the artist who they're covering is their most popular song on Spotify. So, so what is the track listing here, so people can understand what we're talking about? So, the track listing of ten songs is Africa. Everybody, everybody wants to rule the world. By uh, Tears for Fears, is it? Is, is it? it? Is it? Is it? Oh, fuck. Everybody wants to rule the world. You know what it is. Yeah, Sweet Dreams Are Made Of This, a rhythmics. Take On Me by Aha. Happy Together by The Turtles. Paranoid by Black Sabbath. Mr. Blue Sky by ELO. No Scrubs by TLC. Billy Jean by some paedophile. And uh, Stand By Me. Yeah. So they haven't gone for anything unusual. And they haven't done anything in an unusual way. And this is what brings me back to Wedding Band. Because... If this this is the kind of track listing you might give to an 80s obsessed couple who were looking for a wedding band. And they'd probably hire you because it's a faithful reproduction of the original tracks with no deviance and no making it sound like you put any of your character or personality into it at all. No, I think they're like one of these modern karaoke nights where you have a live band playing the backing tracks. Sure. People playing live karaoke so they feel like they're actually in a band you know uh, yeah it's just, I, does that happen yeah I've, I've seen them yeah so you yeah. have like a live band you have a they, live band and they just you've do you've got a repertoire of thousands of songs well not thousands <laughs> of songs but they, they hand out the books at karaoke don't they, they say, I don't know I don't go to karaoke have you never been to karaoke Look at have me. you never been to Magaluf my friend I have not neither have I but I've been to Woody's karaoke bar and they have a book you get to choose a song and then they play that song. Right. They've got a repertoire. So say, you know, if it's a live band, say it's 30 to 40 songs maybe that right. they know. Uh, but anyway, that's what it feels like to me. Yeah. Is that it is just karaoke. 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 Uh, a friend of mine, uh, my guitarist, uh, said that he enjoys the album. Your guitarist? Webb. Oh, Adam. Yeah. Adam Webb. Adam Webb. Enjoys this album. Enjoys this album, yeah. And uh, did he have any reasons? He said, leave it alone. <laughs> I had an argument last night. Uh, he said, leave it alone. Uh, it's quite, it's, it's a fun album. They're just a bunch of lads having a laugh, just doing covers. Now, my disagreement with this is, it doesn't have a laugh in it. Now, lots of critics have also been coming out and saying... It's just good fun. No, it, it, it's a joke. It's a joke album. Right. Is, is What's it, the joke? Well, that's it. Is it funny enough to be a joke? Well, a joke just passed me by, man. You know, is it a nodding wink? I look at the camera, a little like, hey, you know, we're having a joke. We're doing these songs. Uh... No, you should have made them more weasery. I don't know what weasery is, but you should have made it more weasery. If, if for starters, it should have had guitars where a lot of the synths were. To make it more like it sounded like it was fucking done by Weezer. If you played me any of these songs without telling me it was Weezer, I wouldn't have a fucking clue <laughs> that it was by Weezer because it doesn't sound like it's by Weezer. It just sounds like a karaoke version of the original. I, I I couldn't possibly get that it's a bunch of lads having fun. Yeah. Well, go have fun on someone I, no, else's I time. But I can't feel Not that it's my time, really. But, but I can't yeah. feel the fun. 
Can you feel the fun? No, all I can feel is stand by me done really badly. Oh, I like that message you sent me. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't care. You know, I didn't know that I cared so much about the uh, integrity of stand by me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's exactly like I was listening to it and I was like, you know, my mum listened to the Eurythmics when I was a kid and I, you know, we listened to Sweet Dreams and stuff in the car and stuff like that. And and I didn't really care about it at all or 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 its legacy. And then I hear someone butcher it and I'm just like, why did you even bother? But, but it's not butchering it. Yeah, it's you're right. Just making it slightly worse. Just, just make it. Yeah. So, um, to sum up the album, not a fan. I'm not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> do you think? Do you think? Yeah. No, I wasn't yeah. a fan either. It's awful. It's, yeah. It just may as well not exist. Yeah, but the problem is that people will like it, and <laughs> people are liking it. They're free to do so. They but, are free uh, to do so, but, but not in my world. Not, not, not on my fucking watch, mate. <laughs> Not on my watch. Anyway, should we move on? Yeah. Let's do some shite fucking lyrics. Destroy ugly Okay, so welcome to Shite Lyrics. I've got Sean's uh, shite lyric for you now. Lollipopping, popping, twerking in some J's. Oh, on the dance floor. Uh-huh, no panties in the way. Nope. Take my time with it. Oh, bring it to close with me. Oh, don't want no young dumb shit. Better fuck me like we listen to Joe to say. I was trying to lay low, low, taking it slow, slow, and I'm fucking again, eh? Gotta celebrate. Do your man look good? Better put him away. If you can't sweat the weave out, you shouldn't even be out. Dinner reservations in the pussy. You gon' eat out. Nice. Sounds like Minaj. It does. It's 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 uh, Minaj's beef rival. <laughs> beef rival. <laughs> oh, I thought that was the title of the song. No. It's Cardi B. <laughs> it is Cardi Beef. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, beef rival is a quality song title. It's Nicki Minaj with beef rival. <laughs> a beef rival. It could be a rapper's name. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, I'm still going to write a song called Beef Rival. <laughs> Beef Rival. Yeah, my favourite things about this is definitely on the dance floor, no panties in the way. Yeah, no panties. No yeah. panties in the way. No. Not dancing in the laundry or whatnot, you know? Yeah. Like, Dinner reservations like the pussy, you're going to eat out. I don't get that line. Don't you? Do you? Yeah. Dinner res- reservations, so you're eating out like the pussy. No, but, but, but that's not eating out. Oh, yeah, it is eating out. It's eating out. Uh, I was thinking about takeaway. <laughs> well, that would be a different line. But that wouldn't work, would it? Uh, uh, no, 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 really, no. That's really no. like ordering pussy in. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're, not, uh, they're not the worst lyrics. It's just a load of crap. It is just a load of crap. It's just a load of crap. Just... It is actually uh, number one, uh, I think, at the moment. Really? It is uh, Cardi Beef uh, featuring someone. BF Revival. Oh, it's Bruno Mars. Bruno is it? Beef Mars. Okay, and who's singing this part? That is Cardi B. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Beef Mars only comes on in the in the chorus. Right, okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't like it. But, I don't like but it. But there's a... Uh, I think you could do better. Uh, yeah, I or worse. Done... Right, the case to be you. honest, you know what I did, right? And I thought, modern music shit. And I'm not going to research. <laughs> I'm not... I, I, not all modern not music. Not to be biased or anything. No, but not... No. Popular music shit. There you go. Kids these days. No, no. Mod- <laughs> no. Where am I going? <laughs> Popular music is shit. 
at the moment. Yeah. At the moment. There yeah. is still good music out there. We all know it is. We've reviewed some good stuff. Yeah. Uh, but I just clicked on what was number one at the time and just went for the lyrics. Fair enough. And I thought, I will find something in it. And the point is proven. It's a bunch of gibberish nonsense. Yes. Yeah. I think you know, maybe if you're if you're in the culture where they understand the, what the fuck she's talking about. Yeah. Without having to decode it afterwards. Then... Uh, Maybe it's for you. Not on my watch, Sonny. <laughs> my, my day. We didn't have no lollipop and twerking and some cheese. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to read Merritt's lyrics. I hope it's not as lollipopping as mine was. Oh, it's better. I hope you hang yourself with your H&M scarf while jacking off and listening to Mozart. You bitch, you moan about L.A., wishing you were rain-reading Hemingway. You don't eat meat and drive electrical cars. You're so indie rock, it's almost an art. You need an SPF 45 just to stay alive. Oof. Jesus. Good lyrics there. Maybe we went dizzy reading that. Yeah. I hope you hang yourself with your H&M scarf. Yeah? Yeah. Um, can, I don't think uh, the kids who make H&M scarves can make one with enough tentile strength to hold your neck up as you hang from the ceiling. Oh, he's bitching on your quality H&M. <laughs> <laughs> Mom one today, you know. Getting done. <laughs> um, so who do you think this is? Cardi Beef. No, it's a podcast classic. Oh, Little Pump. No. Little Yachty. The original. Oh, it's got to be uh, Katy Perry. It is indeed Katy Perry. Fucking hell, Perry. That's right. And this Jesus, song, I surprised the OG. I'm surprising we haven't featured it before. This song is called You're So Gay. I'm sorry, mate. There's got to be more <laughs> lyrics to this. There are more lyrics. Oh, my God. Is that. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got, got another verse for you yeah, here. Well, you can read that one. You're so sad. Maybe you should buy a Happy Meal. You're so skinny. You should really supersize the deal. Secretly, you're so amused that nobody understands you. I'm so mean because I cannot get you out of my head. I'm so angry because you'd rather MySpace instead. I can't believe I fell in love with someone that wears more makeup than me. There was more by. Uh, okay. It's a bit like... Um, she when? she did actually come out and apologise about this. This is from the... Um, when, when, uh, when was this? One of her original, her first album. Oh, okay. One of the things that makes I me... I kissed a girl, that um... Oh, that one. She also came out and apologised for as well, yeah, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, She's got a lot of apologising to do, hasn't she? I think you're so gay. Racist shoes. <laughs> you're so... She's like a Hitler. <laughs> she is basically like Hitler. I mean, basically all she's doing is... <laughs> you don't eat meat and you drive electric cars. You like, fucker. That's, like, in... in... <laughs> you fucking asswipe. Eat some meat. Eat some and, meat. And get a gas-guzzling car, you cunt. Why are you going out with me? You're pale. You need fucking sunblock. <laughs> but, was, was she writing this album while well, watching a lot of Top Gear? Or was she writing this album? It's a good that's another point. Or did Jeremy Clarkson write it? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very, very ridiculous... One thing I want to say is that yeah. if you do buy a Happy Meal, yeah. and Happy Meals actually make me more depressed than anything, because right. it is... How, when was the last time you bought a Happy Meal? I was probably when I was a kid, but it was quite a depressing. I had a bad childhood. But you're so gay. No, <laughs> <laughs> All right, just because I drove here in my electric car. Don't have a fucking go at me, lad. Ah, oh, you jack off listening to Mozart. Oh, Jesus, you've got all the put-downs, haven't you? Yeah. Uh, you can't supersize 
a Happy Meal, you have to buy two. That's what I found out. Fucking what, what a world we live in. Yeah, you can't do it. What, about, what if you've got... What if you want a fat kid? <laughs> what if you want really fat kids? <laughs> you have to buy two Happy Meals. You've got to cater to these fat You kids. get double the toys, though. Oh, well. Yeah, exactly. There you go. That's but then you don't want to play them because you want fat kids. Yeah. Don't play with a toy. Eat Keep some it. more Happy Meals. Eat a Happy Meal. Don't get the carrot sticks. Yeah, so there you go. Fucking hell. She's offensive in so many ways. Yes. And she used to be a Christian, right? Um, she used to do Christian rock. She probably still is a Christian, and that's in inverted commas. But she works in the American market. You gotta be Christian, okay? At yeah. heart, yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter what you actually do, as long as or you say, in. "I love God." God's God's great. It's great. I believe in like a high power, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's God in my accents. Oh God, I hate Katy Perry. I hate her. Mm. I hate her. Yeah, I don't like her very much. Nope. <laughs> well, there you go. That was shite lyrics. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Should we move on to recommends at the end? Let's do it. Woo! Recommends at the end. This week I've actually gone for two albums and I'm very sorry. I've double, broken the rules. Double recommends. Well, I thought, right, because we reviewed uh, a covers album, yeah. is I'd want to actually add uh, covers albums album in. good. Yeah, right. and I've gone for two covers albums. Okay. Uh, one of, the first one I've gone for is uh, 2009 by the Hot Rats uh, called Turn Ons, which was uh, Danny Goffey and Gaz Coombs from Supergrass. Mm-hmm. So while um, the bass player from Supergrass had uh, unfortunately injured himself and couldn't play music, uh, he fell out of a window. Did you know about this? Easily done. He fell out of a window and broke his neck. Right. Uh, yeah, and so couldn't play music. Right. So in the downtime is that they got together with their producer and they made an album of covers. Right. Now, I'm not saying that this is a great album. Okay. What I'm saying is it's got fun in it. And they... <laughs> they this do, is how you fun. No, they do, they do the thing that Weezer missed out on is that their covers are... A, slightly obscure. You've got stuff like, uh, you've got The Doors on there, you've got Squeeze, Beastie Boys. None of those bands are obscure. Come on, Squeeze? Squeeze. To a modern obscure. generation? That's kind of like saying... But, no, but, but like... Yellow. To a modern generation. Gang, gang of Four. Okay. Uh, David Bowie, if you know who that is. The the problem is not the artist, more the song choices. Yeah, say. the song choices are also uh, not... Weezer-esque they haven't gone for the biggest biggest hits really yeah, yeah. you know um, and the album has fun about it mm. and some some of the songs on it are brilliant and they add a new slant to it some of them the new slant doesn't work but at least they fucking tried sure and that's what I like about it is they tried and sometimes yeah uh, stuff like uh, Queen Bitch doesn't have that quite uh, a great sort of 70s undertone that the David Bowie original had but oh well at least they fucking went for it. With Squeeze, they do Up the Junction, and they do it as a slow piano ballad. And it just adds something new, a, a new ennui to the song. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it at least they fucking go for it. The point of covering something. Yeah, and yeah. I think it was like the first covers album, and it led me on to people like Gang of Four uh, to listen to, because they, they covered it really well. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? And you listen to their track, and you went, oh, that's really cool. I wonder what the original is. Yeah. And it actually did make me go, I wonder what that is. Yeah. And so that's why I want to put it in there. You know, um, I'd say about five, five out of the 11 tracks on it. Oh, boss. There you go. The other one... Not a bad return. Not a bad return for a covers album. Yeah. You know what I mean? To give you interest. The other one that I want to point out is a a band that did a cover version completely differently. Instead of picking and choosing songs is they went for a whole album 
and that's Easy Star All Stars, which they do ad nauseum to every album. But uh, Radio Dread, which is their cover of OK Computer, right. done in a reggae style, okay. uh, which works so well. There's just something about the sort of depressing nature of OK Computer then juxtaposed against reggae right yeah that makes it work so tracks like let down become like anthemic okay computer is like a uh sort of felicute style um saxophon where you've got loads of solos going on and it just brings a whole new life to the album right i think it's it's really wonderful to do and to imagine doing a covers album but in a completely new way and giving it saying this is indie music but we're going to turn it into reggae i think that's wonderful and doing the whole album. That's definitely a better way of doing things than just straight covering it. Yeah, just yeah. Replicating. Well, the, the problem is, is that they they did like two two really good albums. They did uh, Radio Dread and they did Dubside the Moon. Yeah. Those oh, two. Oh, the famous one. The right. famous one yeah, is Dubside yeah. the Moon. Uh, th- those work really well. They later went on to do Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, which it doesn't lend itself to it it doesn't work you know the songs on Sgt. Pepper's even though it is a classical album don't lend itself to that so you mean classic as opposed to classical yeah yeah that that, that is what I mean it certainly is not a classical album well it does have strings on it George Martin arranged those strings very well Uh, and I would say he's comparable to Mozart or Bach or Chopin for that matter fair enough Uh, no but the the songs uh, just don't really stack up to be honest, to, to be done in that way. And then they went on and did Thriller, which I actually haven't listened to, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. You don't know? Yeah. I don't Can't know. I don't know. But they're, they're the two albums that I want to recommend this week. Uh, Radio Dread I've been listening to this week entirely. This was even before I knew we were reviewing uh, Weezer's album. Uh, but yeah, it's a really good album. And check it out. So that is Turn Ons by The Hot Rats and Radio Dread by Easy Star All Stars. Fair enough. My recommend this week is Temple of the Dog, the self-titled album of a super group before either of them were super. So it's uh, a collaboration between some members of Soundgarden and some members of Pearl Jam, but before either of them were famous. In fact, uh, Chris Cornell hadn't even started being a proper member of Soundgarden at the time. He'd only sort of just joined the band. Um, Recorded in Seattle in 1990. Well, I guess... No, in 1990, I guess he had joined the band, but they hadn't achieved anything like any sort of success yet. Um, It was a tribute to Cornell's friend Andrew Wood, who was the singer and grunge band Mother Love Bone. It's essentially Pearl Jam, basically, fronted by Cornell, Uh, although Pearl Jam had only recently formed at the time as well, so they weren't famous either. Um, Vedder appears on the album occasionally as backing vocals and occasionally takes the lead, but you don't really notice because it's mainly Cornell. Um, the emotional tone of the album is absolutely dead on. It, it comes uh, comes across as a really heartfelt sort of um, appeal to people not to kill themselves with drugs, although kind of ironic, I suppose, because Cornell ended up taking an overdose and killing himself. But it's the Illuminati. But you know, uh, it's absolutely superbly written and performed. The songs have a real sort of. Um, power to them that that's unusual to find in a band that's at the time wasn't famous at all uh and it's it's very strange like going listening back and hearing the power of it and thinking well well you know it's chris cornell it's pearl jam they used to do all this stuff but before they'd done any of that stuff it comes across as a really accomplished album 
and it's a really impressive tribute to somebody that, that they obviously were good friends with and obviously had enough feeling for between them to write a whole album about it. It was obviously a big influential figure to them, a close friend. And a lot of the songs are not just, it's not entirely about um, Andrew Wood who, who killed himself after being a heroin addict who fell in love with the prostitute. The prostitute rejected him and he didn't kill himself. It's a sad story. We've all been there. But... Um, it's it's just it's just a brilliant album. It's full of great tracks. There's lots of commentary on social commentary, social political commentary, yeah. on the nature of religion and and how you deal with death and all sorts of things like that. And it's just just a brilliant album. Um, when I first heard it after I got into Soundgarden, I just the, the it's a massively different tone to a lot of Soundgarden stuff. But it's got Cornell in there, and so you can obviously you're always going to associate it with you yeah. know his voice is so unique, unique yeah. and uh, and powerful that it just lends itself brilliantly to this stuff and it's just a really uh brilliant album for me and i really enjoy it i've got i've got to say that uh, your impassioned speech about it makes you actually want to listen to it it's great uh, and i hate pearl jam well it doesn't sound like pearl jam yeah that's that's why i'm <laughs> that, that's why i'm quite interested now. well i don't like pearl jam either but with cornell throwing them instead of vedder you know it's an instant already a hundred times better. Yeah, it's an instant upgrade. <laughs> so yeah, it's oh, just, you've got to listen to uh, Eddie Vedder's ukulele album. It's absolutely fucking fantastic. <laughs> as long as he's not singing, everyone it's fine. always says. He <laughs> <laughs> was on Into the Wild, you know. It's a great film. You should check it out. If he's only playing the ukulele and he's not singing, then I could probably get down with it. Fuck <laughs> absolutely wonderful. Cool. And that album was. Temple of the Dog, self-titled. Cool. Well, we've made it for a podcast. Yeah, we've it's done a, it. It's our new look, stripped down, bare bones, basic podcast. Streamlined. Yeah. Streamlined podcast. Yeah, we know the modern generation doesn't have time to fuck around with things like facts, history, panties. Yeah, panties. Um, uh, Lollipop and MySpace. Yeah. So, uh, gays. Yeah. So we've we've stripped it back to the bare bones. All you're going to get is racism, gayness. Album reviews, and um, yeah, yeah, debauchery. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope that it's actually been long enough to people f- to fall asleep to. Is that is that so, what you well, want? S- no, no, no. But some people listen to podcasts to sleep, don't you? They? F- you do. I do. You yeah. do. And I think the facts go into my. I listen to fact-based podcasts, and I think they go into my mind. And now I've just. Suddenly... That's why you're such an intelligent and interesting individual. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. Um, but you know, maybe people will wake up in the morning with like a review in their head about Weezer, and they'll walk into work and spout some shit about Toto. So you're basically <laughs> looking to influence people's minds. Yeah. Which probably puts some subliminal stuff. Well, that's it. what the racism bit was about. Shh. <laughs> 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 cool. Yeah. Well, anyway, this has been Destroy Good Radio this week. I have been Sean Mark Dagnall, and this has been... Uh, Tom Merritt. That is the one. (laughs) And uh, we will see you soon. Goodbye. Bye.